They didn't have sex in the bathroom. They didn't have sex in a bathroom. I feel like if you're going to put a bar in, you have to have sex in a bathroom. They should have had sex in the bathroom. That was anticlimactic. That means, have you ever had sex in a bathroom? It's not, it's not fun. No, because I'm a classy girl. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. Actually. No, I've never had sex in a public restroom. I've had sex in like a private bathroom. Like, sure. My bathroom, (laughs) but. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. The, if the hotel's close enough, fine. Whatever. They should have fucked in the bathroom. They should have fucked in the bathroom. I love the porn team. He's the best in the world, and he has a big dick. The porn team. I mean, there's a lot that should have happened here, Elle, <laughs> that didn't. And then there's... They could have literally solved this problem with a text at any point. Yep. So, last episode we had a time montage. I was going to say jump, but it was more of like, I guess, a montage. A time montage. <laughs> you know what? It works. Um, and we ended with a cliffhanger of Caden and Elizabeth's meeting up at a bar in Chicago. Of all places. And he was like, I'm going to take Elizabeth away and I'm going to talk to her for a second. So they go and they talk. And while they're talking, they find out what literally could have been solved in a text, which was that um, when Elizabeth went into Oberhan's office right before she told Caden that he was being transferred to Chicago, she did not say, yeah, you should transfer this one to Chicago, which is what Caden assumed. Yeah, I guess that's... The entire drama of the book is that he's been worrying that she had him transferred at the last minute because she flipped out. and Because supposedly he thought that she had him transferred because she was afraid of her feelings for him. And even though he still had feelings for her, he was like, well, she's not strong enough to accept her love for me. So I hate this so much. Yeah, it was really, really cheesy. Honestly, Felina does not write romance very well. No, because at no point... I mean, sure, they've both been like, I have strong feelings. And I guess Elizabeth has admitted to Gwen and herself that she really does have feelings for Caden. But overall, this has been like a fuck buddy situation. And that's it. Also, To have a slow burn romance that works, you really need to establish your characters and establish chemistry between them. And all I got from them was that we're both doctors. They and we respected like... each other as doctors, but like they don't. There was never a point where they were just like hanging out. There was never a point where there was like good romantic tension. There was a lot of sexual tension, but I feel like to have a romance like this, where you you want this big climactic moment where they sort out their miscommunication and come together. You should have, like, a personality thing happening. Exactly. Neither of these characters really seem to have personalities. I guess Elizabeth a little bit more. We know that she likes the classical music. We know that she likes her Audi. We know that she likes mochas. Sure. But you're right. This has been a strictly... We're doctors and we have sex at work. There, there are so many inroads even in the three things that i just listed that they could have gone into he could have been like oh bach is my favorite composer and they could have had a moment where they talked about both the classical music or they could have they mentioned during the weird 
25-person move-out scene that he has a uh, home sound system. Yeah. Could've... They could have included him liking to listen to classical music really loudly. I mean, the that's about, the like... Edward Cullen way, so yeah. Well, that's the thing. The thing about a good romantic comedy in general is you have all these moments that you... If it's a will-they-won't-they situation, you have all of these moments where you as the viewer are able to look at things that these two characters are doing and saying, oh... They're totally meant to be together. Exactly. You want to be rooting. All we had here was they had sex and it was good. Yeah. I mean, the chapters that we read, so we're doing 37 through 42 tonight. They, we get a lot of hanging out and personality that is shoved into this one, two nights that would have been great throughout the rest of it. Like, a couple of these scenes if they had been at any other point i mean we don't even have a lot of tension throughout the book like that we're told that they don't want to get caught etc etc but there's not a lot of like almost getting caught or flirting with the line of telling someone or i guess there is like during one sex act but this book has been so focused on janet and leading up to the first time having sex that like this story could be done and I'd be okay. It, it definitely kind of felt like it would be a better story as like a one shot. So to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Like a sexy one shot. Cause she doesn't do a terrible job writing the sex scenes. Some no. of the stuff that she writes, particularly in these few chapters are really good. There is one phrase that I'm sure you're also aware of that I, I take issue with because it totally took me out of the scene. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I also listened to the newest episode of Darkest Nights today where the expression. Oh, fuck. It was something like. I'm going to get my fingers in a bunch of clitoride and I and I was like, I hate everything today. So (laughs) that's the expression currently near me. (laughs) I'm so upset by that. And then there's a discussion of how the plural of clitoris. But, um, so let's start with chapter 37. Yeah. 37 is just pretty much what we just talked about. They, they talk to each other and find out that it was all a big miscommunication. Caden's still really, really into Elizabeth and we still don't really know what she looks like. Yeah. They end up, uh, kissing in front of the bar and like. I don't know, saying, hey, pay for the show over there. It, it's weird, but... They they argue, and then they kiss because they make up, and everybody starts cheering, and Caden, as they're walking back in to say goodbye to everybody, points to the guy who's cheering loudest. Let me see if I can figure this out. Laughter floats around the smiling face, or no, so I take Elizabeth's hand and walk her to the door, holding it open and calling out to her audience. I jog my chin at the loudest among them. That guy's our manager, pay him for the tickets to our show. Laughter floats around the smiling faces as he holds up his hands out to them. Pay up, plan it right here. They just taught you how fighting is done. You see that kiss? Ah, come on, it's worth more than a $2 bill. Um, she's been using this expression all of the time. What is, I've never heard the term to jog your chin at somebody. No idea. Let's see. What I guess it's like jet to, your chin. I guess like to point with your chin. Like, like I know the I know the movement that she's talking about. I always called that a nod. Yeah, like I nodded to the dude. Like a, yeah, dude nod. Were you? You know, yeah. dude nod. Yeah. 
Um, I do that all the time, especially when I'm photographing weddings and I've, like, walked past a person and had to make, like, eye contact with them a lot. (laughs) Because there's always somebody at a wedding who's always watching everything that I'm doing. And I'm like, all right, cool, that's fine. It was me. Like, I kind of get to a point where I walk by them again and I, like, smile and I just kind of have to do, like, the dude nod where I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I see you. You see me. Cool. Sweet. This is an awkward situation. We're never going to see each other again. Well, I'm going to see you again because I edit down all the photos. Yes. But, hey, this was neat. (laughs) So instead of going straight to the hotel, they go back into the bar to tell his friends that he's running off. And this is where we find out that it was a setup for him to come to the bar to meet her. Which is kind of sad for Arya that all of her friends who know her better than they know Caden and knew she had a crush on him conspired with another doctor who she doesn't really know so that he can go get back together with Elizabeth. Kind of a weird situation for her, I feel like. Yeah, like nobody tried to warn her off is very weird. No one was like, oh, we're gonna get him back together with his ex tonight. Yeah, like... But come out anyways. That And then they just don't even mention her. Yeah, and then she's gone. So then we make it to the hotel. And... This chapter is really weird. So, like, I get the sexiness of meeting up with someone that maybe you're not supposed to, like, be open with in a hotel. And she just did some weird, like, plot stuff, though. They get there and the key won't work. Which is typical. I feel like that happens every time I go to a hotel. They make out in an elevator, which is always great. They tell a couple of strangers that they just met. And that the elevator is magical, which is very cheesy. And then they go down and borderline sexually harass the woman at the concierge desk. And I would have been fine with the elevator scene if we hadn't had the concierge desk where it's like... Or the check-in guest. They they basically just make this poor receptionist feel so uncomfortable. And I've been in that situation where I've been like waiting on somebody and they've been like, look at my beautiful wife. Bang this chick. And it's like... Yeah, I've been there. That's... It's... I'm just trying to make you a latte, dude. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to have this conversation. Your wife is beautiful, but this is weird. It's very weird. There's... Caden has not really ever had this personality and it was going to turn off and if i'd have been elizabeth i'd been like who the fuck are you and what are you doing and i don't want to have sex with you now she's like i'm just gonna gag him he's pretty oh um so then they go back to the elevator and the two women who i don't think we were told are two women the doors open. We separate to find two people who are so mismatched. It's obvious they aren't here together. They stare at us a beat before reverting their eyes out of politeness. Caden's fingers lock with mine and leave, and we leave the elevator with him dipping his chin. Watch out. The car is magical. We just met. And I had to double check because like we get back to the car or to the elevator. As the doors open, the two women from before, Four are still in it and they separate from a kiss. Our mouths go lax as they turn to us. One says, you were right, taking the other woman's hand as they walk past us. Where did you want to eat? Okay. This feels like such an added throwaway, but like an unnecessary 
and maybe trying to add some like edginess to this very Felina wanted a cookie for including a gay couple. Exactly. Even though they're not named, we never see them again. They have no meaningful relationship to each other or the characters. Yeah. She mentioned the gays. Thank God. I would have been really happy if there had been like a wink or like some implication that they were not actually mismatched and they had been together the whole time. And just some mm-hmm. people are really fucking awkward when waiting for elevators, but whatever. And also to point out how like close minded you have to be to not assume that they're together. Exactly. Which is weird. Um so they get in the elevator and of course what floors are they going to? The seventh yes. floor. Aww. Now why would she choose that floor? It's their special fuck floor, that's Yes, why. you know every single anniversary they are going to ask for a room on the seventh floor. But then we start chapter forty. The key works and we walk into the stylish room with a queen size bed and curtains open to a view of the fantastic skyscrapers. You are not going to have a good view on the seventh floor. Yeah, no. <laughs> Chicago's a big city with big buildings. You're going to be looking into someone else's hotel room slash office slash whatever. Like We have this fantastic view of the seventh floor of the MVP office. Next to <laughs> exactly. Us. The fluorescent lights have been left on all night and one person is there. <laughs> and it's awkward because now we're staring at him as he works on his computer. Yep. I closed the curtains. <laughs> but yeah, like, you have to be a minimum of, I, I guess, what, 15 floors before it would probably really get any kind of view? I guess on some level it depends on where you are, but I don't Not in think... Chicago. I feel like it's not like in New York City where you can be on the seventh floor in, like, Brooklyn and have a great view yes. as long as you're on the river. Exactly, that's fine, but... I don't know the geography of Chicago. Maybe there's an area like that, but I don't think so. Not if they're, like, walking distance from a brewery in downtown. Yeah, and, like, it's still not going to be a view of skyscrapers unless you're on the seventh floor up on a hill. I don't know. I just... Felina, edit between your chapters. Think. That's all. So we have a sex scene. Yeah. It's, like, pretty good. Yeah. He fingers her, and she comes. Yep. Go him. She comes first. And then there's that bit where he just talks about, like, checking out her vagina for a little bit. Deciding if he wants to be an OBGYN? Just kidding. I I just... The way that she, like, describes it is really strange. (laughs) I mean... Where is it? Most of the sex stuff is very strange. We remove each other's clothing, kissing each section of exposed naked flesh. He traces the inside of my thighs and opens my legs wider, pushing my shoulders back so that I must lie here and be admired with such interest and in no hurry. And then he, like, eats her out a little bit, but then she decides she's going to blow him. She gets more. She describes his penis. Yeah. This is also, like, a weird bit of description that kind of threw me off. His silky sheath is deep red, <laughs> pulsing with hunger. The hair is darker here, near black, and in its tufts, testicles are nestled that move when I touch them. I didn't need to... He doesn't manscape. Okay, cool. No, it's not even that. That's just a... It took me, like, three reads to understand what she is describing here from the in its tufts, testicles are nestled that move when I touch them. He's got a nest with testicles in it. <laughs> it the way she describes it is the same way i would describe like eggs yes in like a cozy nest like it was just it's a weird amount of attention 
I think, to pay to the way his testicles are sitting there. It's just a weird set of words. Do we not pay enough to te- attention to testicles? Is that what we're learning? Is Are we weird? No, we're not. I don't think the word nestled should ever be used in a sex scene. No. Unless it's like, at the end, you nestled your head against, I yeah. don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm being judgy. I just, it's just a no, weird way to describe it, balls. It really reads like, there's a bird's nest outside my window and the baby eggs are nestled in there. In between. Exactly. I don't want to think about baby robins when I'm sucking dick. Like, come on. Oh, man. That hurts my throat. Or maybe I do. I don't know. I don't know. There are people who are into everything. I mean, sure. If it keeps you from finishing too soon, you do you. Think of whatever you want. Then they have more sex in the morning. Yeah. Of course, she swallows because everybody swallows in books. Everybody swallows in books. He is a vegetarian now. That is true. And... But, you know, I feel like that's an urban legend. What do you mean? That whole thing where, like, it's, like, supposed to be, like, semen tastes better if the guy, like, eats pineapple or doesn't eat meat. I am curious about that. I think it's an urban legend. I haven't dated any vegetarians, so I don't know. I've tried the pineapple thing, but I don't know. You didn't do, like, a control? No. And then the pineapple thing? (laughs) No. What? Who has, who doesn't have time to do that in their life? Exactly. So they have sex the next morning, and they're talking about. She's super fascinated by um, hotels. Like, I travel yeah, enough for work. Yeah, there's that weird little random thing where she's like, she stops talking about being so happy and snuggled in to talk about how much she likes hotels. Like hotels don't have everything in the one room, and they're kind of obnoxious. And I don't know. I travel too much. And then they start having sex, and she talks about how she... He, like, asks, aren't you sore? And then she takes this moment to say, the soreness abates every time under the breath of arousal anyway. If I didn't want him so much, I wouldn't be able to handle this. He worked me up, turned me on. My body aches for his. And sure, he's aesthetically pleasing, (laughs) but that was not what drew me to Caden, and that's not what lasts. It's so fucking weird. End paragraph. End paragraph. It was his mind. End paragraph. His thoughtfulness. End paragraph. The things that make him uniquely him. I want them all when I want him. The dirty talking doesn't hurt. Yeah. That's a lot of thinking in the moment for someone who is very into the sex. And then they both have the same moment, but this is the first of the moments. They're getting to the end of the sex. And she's like, sex, it's a bonding agent. That's why it hurts so much when it's done with someone who we other than who we really want, and why we must keep the connection with who we love alive. Love? Did I just think the word? No, I couldn't have. Yeah, like, she's thinking a lot for someone who is very close to an orgasm. And also, it's more of that, like, weird... Oh, yeah, we're leading up to we're both very much in love, and... Whatever, it's fine. Like, it's not. It's terrible, but... (laughs) So what about, like, ace people? Yeah. Or aromantic people. I don't know. It's just a little weird. It's more of, like, I feel like Felina, like, inserting her personal beliefs that are, like, really standard. Like, I guess at the end of the day, I feel like Felina is one of those people who says things like, both sides need to be listened to when it comes to politics and probably has one of those, like, canvas decorations in her bathroom that says, like, live, laugh, love. Oh, definitely. Definitely. 
and thinks she's a bad girl when she has two margaritas. Two skinny margaritas. Skinny margaritas, because she's an actress. And then we can have some guacamole, too. Yeah, I would not be surprised. There's been several times I've thought through this book where I've gone, this definitely happened to Felina at one point, right? Why is there sand on a lake begins chapter 42. Yeah. This, okay. Hold on, actually. We have to go back to the sex scene for a second because I just realized. Is it just me or does it feel like these chapters were so quick? These chapters were very quick. We also get a lot of mention of almond eyes. Did you realize that? Caden has almond eyes. Almond shaped eyes, yeah. Like, that has connotation, Felina. She doesn't know that. Um, I have to find the thing that I was upset with. So, while they're having sex, he comes without meaning to. That's another thing that I thought was really strange. Where he's like, I didn't mean to come. Wasn't that while he was getting I head? laugh with my mouth full and swallow. Not something I normally do, but fuck it. Gotta live a little. Everything in moderation. I'm really <laughs> glad that's how you feel about come. I agree. I agree. <laughs> and then... Caden's impressed for a lot of reasons right now. He pulls me up and we kiss, tongues and all. Oh, yeah. Like, she's really trying to be very modern and brave by implying that, like, there is no hesitation making out after going down on each other. Which, like, if you have that hesitation, that is totally on you. If you have that hesitation, I don't know how to put it this, like, in a way, like... I don't want to shame anybody that this bothers, but if this bothers you for certain reasons, then you're an asshole. Like, I don't know how to put that into words. But I feel like Felina is trying to make a statement of like, look how modern I am. We kiss after we go down on each other. Yeah, we we kiss on the mouth after we go down on each other. Just weird. Um, I'm trying to find the sentence that made me angry. Oh, right as they're about to start having sex back, like, when they first get into the hotel room, he throws her up against the wall. And he says, let's show this art what's really extraordinary. (laughs) Which is a weird thing. I totally missed that. That is terrible. Oh, and he also says a thing where he's, like, talking about how he shadows a new female attending. And he's, like... She's my mother's age. And Elizabeth says, what's wrong with that? Laughing, he lifts me up and falls on top of me in the bed. Okay, as soon as you're gone, I'll give it a whirl. You better not. Women, he murmurs. Yeah. I don't know. That was just a strange thing. I like the idea of, like, trying to be, you know, you should be laughing and having fun while having sex. It's a little weird, some of the conversations they have, but... All right, I can't remember where it is, but she refers to her clitoris as her aching little bean. <laughs> totally missed that. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> Good God. I'm upset. I am so upset by that whole situation. Oh it might be the next morning. It's like something you would tell a child. It's just your aching little bean. It's okay. Yeah, okay, I found it. He, it's the next morning when they're having sex. So, like, they're lying in bed together. He starts, like, grinding against her. She turns over towards him, and then there's this weird anatomical description. Um, she wakes up first. She says she snuggles into all of his muscles. Oh, my God. 
Because who doesn't do that? He just made my nipples erect, heat pooling below as he slides his erection between my thighs. I reach back, breast stretching towards the ceiling as I slip my fingers into his soft air. So are they side by side and she just like boobs up, like throw him over her shoulder? Or is she like trying to get on top of him? (laughs) Or are her breasts really just stretching towards the ceiling? I don't know. And then we get to the sentence that made me very, very angry. It's just... Silken's slippery skin along the pressure, along with the pressure of his finger slides on my aching little oh. bean. I can't take it. I start to pant. <laughs> uh. I don't know. Like, as someone who has written erotica, it is very hard to not get repetitive and boring and to not find cheesy... I'm gonna make a declare... Go ahead. Not find cheesy, like, ways of saying sexual things. This is not... uh, No. No. Did you have to use the word cheesy? Sorry. Because you know it goes really well with beans. So I'm gonna make a declarative statement. I cannot think of a less sexy food than beans. Oh, no. Yeah. Beans lead to the night farts. <laughs> also, just like beans. <laughs> There's nothing sexy about a bean. Nobody's ever looked at it. Imagine trying to eat beans sexily. <laughs> like, you just imagine you're like, he's like, I want them to have a scene where they're like at a Moe's or a Chipotle and he's just got a burrito. Oh, see, I'm sitting here like. And he's got the burrito open, and he gets, like, one bean isolated and just starts, like, flicking it with his tongue. That's so gross. I need you to stop. (laughs) See, I was thinking, like, a spoonful of beans and just, like, some winking going on. Well, no, it's kind of like how, you know, you do that thing with the banana, or some people do that thing with the banana. I don't know. I'm one of those people who breaks the banana off into pieces when I eat it in public, because... You're female? Men are dogs. Yeah. Because men are dogs. Yeah. <laughs> One time I was stopped at a red light and I was eating a banana in my car and this guy just kept like staring at me and I couldn't tell if it was like, he was like across the intersection and I couldn't tell if he was staring at me because I was doing something gross. I probably was. I'm gross in my car. But I was also like, like horking this banana down and it was just awkward. So after that I was like, I'm gonna break this off into little pieces. Yeah. Understandable. Chelsea Peretti's uh, stand-up special that you can find on Netflix, which is one of the greats. It is one of my favorite stand-up specials of all time. She has a great bit about eating bananas. I'm going to have to go you watch that. should listen to it, or should watch it. It's also just really excellent, and I relate real hard to it, so, you know, recommend it. Beans are definitely not a sexy food. What else is not a sexy food? Celery is extremely sexy. Yes, that crunch. It's just a, like crunchy and limber and green. The dinner I made last night was mm. definitely not sexy. It's also probably what I'm going to make what again tonight. Sweet potatoes. But when I make mashed potatoes, I make them with mascarpone cheese instead of Ooh. milk. And then I put in chives, cilantro, sour cream. I like crisp up a couple slices of bacon to have a little bit of meat into it. And yeah, that was it. I feel like I'm missing an ingredient. Know. I'm like fully erect right now so <laughs> it was but like i put a little bit too much mascarpone cheese so it was like 
So you just had that white stuff dripping all down. I was just like, I looked at Charlie mouth. and I was like, I, was it something I read or something I was watching that was like, I don't know. I was just like, no man's going to appreciate me sitting here eating this sloppy looking mess. <laughs> but um, it was so good. The most beautiful thing that Will has ever said to me is he invited me over one night to make steak and he was like, I can't wait to watch you rip into this meat like a Rottweiler. (laughs) He called me out on um, the Flying Machine Network once, too. I talked about how I mostly eat vegetarian at home, because I do. I don't don't cook a lot of meat at home. He goes, yeah, Ellie eats mostly vegetarian until you watch her just fucking devastate a steak. (laughs) It's true. I get mean. Steak's so damn good, though. It's so worth it. I don't have steak. Mm. Now I'm thinking about steak. Steak is a sexy food. Steak is a very sexy food. Raspberries, sexy. Yep. Any kind of fruit that you can mix with uh, some champagne is, is usually pretty sexy. Hmm. What's a what's a what's an unsexy food? Beans. Beans. Rice. Yeah. I'm trying to decide if chorizo is or not. Mostly, I'm just like, what's in my fridge right now? <laughs> Well, the thing with chorizo is you're definitely also going to have the night farts. (laughs) (laughs) Any food that leads to the night farts is probably not. Anything that's going to give you, like, some bowel issues, (laughs) maybe not sexy. But you crisp it up really good on some potatoes. Mm. I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost dinner time. Like Caden's penis. Oh, which I do believe also gets called mushroom shape. It's a damn good thing how much I love mushrooms that it does not gross me out how many times penis heads get compared to mushrooms. I fully understand where the comparison comes from. Sure. Like, I get why a penis looks like a mushroom, but it is in the vaguest sense. Oh, I agree. I just... It's kind of like how plates and steering wheels are the same shape, too, but I wouldn't compare them to each (laughs) other. Like... Yeah. You're not wrong. (laughs) There's... There's some, like, fundamental geometric differences happening. Um, And also, you know, they never specify what mushroom. I know what kind of mushroom they're talking about because I've seen it in the woods. I wish I knew the name. I used to be really into mycology, and I've kind of let it all go. But what if we're talking about, like, a portobello? Damn, that's a wide head. Just, like, imagine getting your mouth around that. (laughs) Do you want to hear the worst thing anyone has ever said to me? Yes. I worked at a really shitty pasta place in high school, and we had this dishwasher named Josh who would sit in the back and just say horrifying things. And at one point, I walked back to get dishes, and he and somebody else were talking about something, and he turned to me, and he goes, hey, Elle, guess what? And I was like, what? Because I already knew Josh, and I knew better. And he goes, I'm hung like a cheese wheel. It flops like a breast when I run. What? Apropos of literally nothing, a, like, 22-year-old man said this to me when I was 17. And this is why men are dogs. But also, what? Hung like a cheese wheel. It flops like a breast when I run. Well, I hope he wears a cup. Because flopping boobs when running is not a comfortable thing. He needs, like, a one-half bra. There you go. For his penis. I don't think he actually is. I'm going to go ahead and guess that that's not an anatomical situation that he has. No. <laughs> Just, like, imagine rolling it up. Like a- <laughs> <laughs> I had another friend 
Doug, who occasionally would burst out with weird things, and he did tell us that he was hung like a tuna can, to which I said, which way? (laughs) I mean, I guess. Is it a disc? (laughs) But see, this is what I mean. As soon as you start talking about human anatomy with certain things, like... Like, his mushroom-shaped penis. Are we talking, like, button mushrooms? Portobello's? Is this a shiitake situation? Is it, like, the ones that have the multiple mushrooms all attached to the same thing? And then, like, with bean. What kind of bean are we discussing? Is it a black bean? Is it a garbanzo bean? Is it a chickpea? I vote we stop comparing any body part to fungus. Or beans. or beans. So beans, fungus, off the table. We're done. Yeah. I guess I don't really like... I think... Okay, if she had said my aching little berry... No, that would have been as no, bad, No, that too. would have been bad. Just your fucking clitoris. It's... it's Yeah. yeah your, your aching clit, yeah. that's all you needed to yeah. say. It's... You know what? It's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that the thing is that, like, when you're writing something, sometimes you get in your head and you feel like you need to, like, get the thesaurus out. Oh, yeah. But a lot of the times you don't. Like... It's been six or seven pages in EPUB since you said the word clit. You can say the word clit again. It's not going to turn me off. It's not going to turn most of your readers off. It's a clit. We have a word for it. I'm going to send you the erotica. I don't think I've ever sent it to you that I wrote, that I submitted, that I did not. uh, It did not end up in the anthology. I was told it was too YA sounding. Oh, was it because the readers, before they, they looked at each other and said, I am 14, I am also 14, yes. and then they kiss. Yes, in fact. That is exactly what happened. Um, we got one more chapter to get through. and I would pay a lot of money to hear J.K. Rowling read a sex scene. Anyways. Uh, have you not read um, any of her adult books? No, I haven't, because um, she was so bad at writing romance, I decided I wouldn't have been able to deal with it. I got a lot of thoughts on how she writes anything. The roared in his chest. I actually love the way J.K. Rowling writes. I'm always, like, amazed when I go back and read the Harry Potter book. She is a brilliant descriptive writer. She moves things along. She writes dialogue really well and really distinctly. Like, at any given point, at least me, I can tell who's talking. She doesn't have to say. Ron said. Hermione said. But she, there are some things that are lackluster. Yeah. I mean, I haven't read her mystery series, which everybody says is really good, but it was a very stark contrast to read The Casual Vacancy, which still kind of had... Harry Potter exists in a bubble. It's modern day, but it's modern day Victorian almost. Like, it's, you know, it a has whimsical, a very, um, like... It has a Dickensian feel to the story. Yeah. And then the way that the whole wizarding wizarding world is set up is it's very archaic. Exactly. And there's a really, really, really cool set of theories out there about how the wizarding world is what the, uh, well, not really a set of theories, but interpretations about how the wizarding world is what our world would look like had we never had a Hitler. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. This is a topic for another podcast. Yeah. But anyways. But my, my point being... Um, if you read The Casual Vacancy, there's, like, some sex talk and drugs and stuff that it was, like, a little hard to be like, this is J.K. Rowling, but... I love the idea of J.K. Rowling getting drugs wrong, though, being like, and Robert shot the weed into his arm <laughs> using the needle. Did it do it right to everybody? Also, he's gay. I forgot to add that to the book. I didn't tell you after the fact. <laughs> so, chapter 42... 
Selena lived in Georgia for at least a year. I think it was closer to 18 months. We have lakes in Georgia. We've got Alatoona. We've got Lake Lanier, which is a man-made lake. Um, She's talking about sand on a lake like this is a big deal. Yeah, there's the the Chattanooga, Chattahoochee, Chattahoochee, I don't know. We got water down in Georgia and we got sand. Like, sure, there's some rocks and everything, but like, my, my mother is close enough to the river. She goes kayaking. The place she goes to, you go off sand. I don't understand why this is weird. She doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't really understand either. I don't know any New York uh, lakes. Maybe New York lakes don't have sand? No, Lake George has sand. Fuck, my cousin's ponds have sand sometimes. It's it's like, okay, they're not always natural. Sure. But it's like the Hudson River has sand. Yeah, I guess. There are beaches on the Hudson River. I don't know why you would fucking swim in the Hudson River. Well, I don't know. I guess farther down, it's not as bad. Like, I'm from where GE dumped all the CFLs into the oh, river. Oh, yeah. It's like, you, we no. don't go to the river. <laughs> I just... It's a weird thing for everybody to be, like, so fixated on. So, I, But I also haven't been to Chicago. Maybe it's weird sand? It's just weird. I, I just find her... And, and then they sort of talk about the process of making sand. God, yes. But the ocean breaks down rocks over how many eons to make sand? This is a lake. My homegirl. My darling. Let me tell you a story about the history of the North American landmass. They didn't just pop up there in the 20th century. Exactly. Those are what's left over from an inland sea. And the Great Lakes are massive. Like, I just... Selena. We have a long discussion on if Caden should grow his hair out. The Great Lakes have tides. They do. They're massive. I have I pictures just, from flying in a current Seneca over them. They are bigger than I expected them to be. It is beautiful. It was wonderful. It was an experience. They can definitely make sand. Yes. So is Caden going to get a man bun? Ugh. Also, is it really weird for a doctor to have a man bun? Have it been in New York? I would definitely. This is like the one, like, I, I'm normally like, you should be able to have whatever kind of hair and whatever kind of style and whatever kind of facial piercings you want. I don't think that, um, or in any profession, I don't think that, I mean, I guess they can wear hairnets, so it doesn't really matter. I'm trying to decide, like, I have a lot of, like, I don't know. I like my doctors older. That is probably something problematic. But I like to know that my doctors have, like, been studying the shit out of what I've had for years. And that's fine. And by older, I think my favorite doctor is, like, in his fucking 40s. He's not that old. So he may be in his 50s now. I've been with him for 10 years. But I don't want some 27-year-old with a man bun. And that's fine. He's like 30. Oh, real talk. Maybe there's no sand in the future. Fair. Maybe it's weird for them to have sand in the future because maybe we, because as. Do we eat it? Like, have like we architecture? It? Like, architecture gets more and more glass heavy and we need sand to make glass. There we go. Okay. This is why they're so weirded out by the sand. Okay. No, I think Felina's an idiot. <laughs> yes. So they're having a day at the beach. She's getting ready to leave. 
It's the first time he's gone to it. Like, they're having a moment. It's great. We've had several moments in these chapters. And he ends up falling asleep. And there's a lot of trust. And we get his moment of, damn, I love that. Love. Love. Wait. Where did that word sneak out from? Okay. You guys have, like, gone from... Fuck buddies to not speaking for three months to like exclusivity, long distance exclusivity. Also, I don't know. I mean, I've definitely like been with someone for not very long and thought, man, I love hanging out with them. I love this. Yeah. And there's nothing that does not equate there's to I love weird. you. Yeah. There's just like, there's not anything really weird about it. And that was what I felt. Like, was weird about the fact that she's, like, bringing this up so quickly, especially in this context. It doesn't really feel like this should be that revolutionary of a thing. As two adults, they should be able to recognize, oh, I like this. I love this. This is a great feeling. This feeling is awesome. Yeah. And not have to be like, ugh. Um, also, there's just one other little, like, weird thing where... Um, takes we lucked out with the 60-degree warm spell. I reach for her hand. She moves her sneakers to the other one. And Lisa's warm fingers with mine again. You're going to come visit soon? No, she whispers, staring ahead. I don't see any reason to. I drop everything to tickle her, shouting, what? She laughs and runs away, throwing her sneakers at me one after the other. I dodge them and weave in every direction she tries. She screams as I lunge for her and catch part of her pants, pulling them down and her with them. That's just a weird description. Yeah, to pull down pants. Like, I really expected we were going into, like, sex on the beach. And then when... Nope, instead we got beach cuddles. Yeah, like don't pull people's pants down in public that you like we're not six years old and even six years old don't do that so i know you've read the next chapter but seriously we are down to we're we just finished chapter 42 there are 48 chapters in total i guess the only things left to be resolved are kaden to come back to atlanta because like I wish I didn't know what I know because you're like, yeah, it's fine. And like, I guess Janet too. And I don't know. It's this book could be done. There could be nothing wrong with them doing long distance and like ending it with that. Then moving to Chicago and realizing that he's way too codependent on his family. And like, this is a really great moment to break out of that Caden, but Nope. It's sorry. No, I mean, that's not how the Cocker family works. Yeah, I just, this section, while better than some of the other ones we've read, doesn't leave me going, what's next? It's, um, it's not better than the other ones we've read, just more happens. That's, uh, like, that's really what's going on here. This book isn't getting better, it's just things are happening, so it's not boring. Um, the next chapter is kind of wild. I, I didn't mean to read it, I kind of, like, got... I don't know. I was, like, speed reading because I got home and I was like, I want to get this done so I have time for a nap. I did have time for a nap and I feel great. That's um, good. And, and I, because I didn't sleep last night because somebody had to offhand mention Dear David. I'm sorry. I didn't and link you to it. And now everybody else. But I'm also a dummy. I am a big baby dummy. And that, like, all day long I will read about serial killers and creepypastas and all the other dumb things that I know are going to keep me awake all night. And all day long, I'm like, I'm fine. Do you do 
And then it's the night, and I have a chair in my bedroom, <laughs> and I'm covered in clothes. But apparently, I arranged the clothes just so that when I woke up... Oh, no. Because I do this thing where, like, when I'm nervous and I can't sleep, I'll, like, fall asleep, but then I'll, like, make myself open my eyes every few minutes yep. just in case something's happening, just like they describe in the Dear David story. I'm sorry I told it, you about it. Uh, but I didn't link you to it. It's not real. It's not real, no. It's not The guy real. who wrote it is a... I actually didn't put together that I actually follow his comics on, like, Instagram or something. He's, like, a BuzzFeed contributor, and he also just got the movie option. He was also... Like, the, the whole story option for a movie. Yeah, at New York Comic Con. But it's done so well. I, I sh- I'll drop a link in the show notes if anybody wants to see this. It is a really excellent piece of horror fiction that makes brilliant use of modern social media yes. to lend authenticity to it. But there's also all these moments where it's like, I would call the police if this happened to yes. me. And, like... The cats. It's just the fucking cats. They were excellently well used. Do you follow Jezebel's annual scary stories? No, because this has already ruined <laughs> my life. I'm done. I'm going to see Cabin in the Woods tonight, and I told Will he has to come spend the night with me. Is that the Joss Whedon movie that came out years ago? Okay. Yeah, it's the it's 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 a joke. Yeah, it's movie, a good movie. And I'm still afraid yeah. of it. Yeah, no, I've seen it. It's really good. Um, but yeah, so. Anyways, point is, I didn't sleep. I had to take a nap today, so I speed read, and I read past what we were supposed to read. So I know where we're going with this, but... Well, if you ever find yourself in need of wanting... So Jezebel does an annual call for scary stories that they have to be real. And... No. Yeah. I Mm-mm. don't recommend, go because, like... stop that. Uh, you can't... I don't know if you can... S- There's my entrance. Behind that bookshelf there, I have... Uh, what do you call it? Dumbwaiter. Or what something that is completely, like, painted and closed over that still scares the shit out of me. And that's why that light, there is a light in that hallway behind that uh, bookshelf that yeah. is on 100% of the time because that's a long hallway that scares the shit out of me at night. So, I'm a 30-year-old adult. Welcome to October. I slept with my bathroom light on. Welcome to October. <laughs> Nothing scary happened in this book, but Meg and I are going to share some some scary scaries. Yes. And also be proud we have not Maybe made Cocktober jokes for two weeks. But we did think of yes. it for what it's yes. worth. So um, I think we're going to wrap this because we're almost done with the book. We've only got like one more episode. So maybe we'll also think about throwing together like a a bonus Halloween episode of some bad spooky pasta or creepy pasta. I'm actually down for that. I love No Sleep Reddit. And, uh... Yeah, but let's find bad ones yeah. that we can laugh at so that I don't have to not see. Yeah, so if you've got any great, bad, uh, creepypastas, send them over. Uh, but yeah... Hit us with them. We've got, essentially, one more week of this, and then we'll do a wrap-up week, and that'll be October. Then we're gonna take a little break. Yeah. Um, especially because Elle and I might be losing our voices. It's super fun! Yeah, we're both a little sick. So... So, if you want to send us a bad creepypasta, you can find us on both Facebook and Twitter at Handbook Podcast. You could also join our Facebook group, which is a handbook for judging fabulous retellings covers. Awesome. You can also shoot us an email if you want at handbookpodcast at gmail.com. I do check that on occasion. And outside of that... um, Hit us with a review. Yeah. Let us know what you think. I haven't think. even looked to see if we've maybe, had it in a while. 
maybe subscribe, maybe share an episode. Also, get us your authors. We're doing a little bit of research to try to figure out who we want to do next. Um, there's not anybody really super out there right now that's making a, you know, but that could change tomorrow. But if not, we're going to probably end up doing something a little bit older to to get into. Um, but yeah, is your new podcast starting next week? Um, October 16th, you guys can expect to see the first episode of Short, Colorful, and Loud. It's been a really long project that I'm trying to get off the ground, so October 16th, I guess that is next week. That's in six days. I have editing to do. Yes. Yes. And on that note, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week for the end of Cocky Gate. Well, the end of the Cocky Heart Surgeon anyways. Yes. All right. Bye, man. Bye.